Welcome to the Build with Brabeck podcast, where we dig deep into real, raw, and honest conversations with people that are making moves, making change, and making their own version of their very best life. And teaching you how to build the same. Covering all things health, wellness, anti-diet culture, body positivity, and so much more. Here's your host, Amanda Brabeck. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Build with Brabeck podcast. I hope you're all having a lovely week. I'm so excited to be chatting with you once again. Um, Let's jump right in. So highs and lows. Um, My high is I have been really trying to like take control of my vibes and like be the vibes that I want to be surrounded by. I've been waking up every morning, giving myself enough time to like fully do my morning routine. I have meditated for 10 minutes, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday this week. It's Wednesday, so like I haven't missed a day, um, which is like, I know a lot of people do it, but it feels like a big feat for me because I do not, and I'm definitely not good at it, but I get a free membership to Headspace with like my work. So I might as well take advantage. Um, I feel like a huge part of that is like taking the pressure off yourself a little bit. Like you don't have to be perfect at it. I'm sure it gets a little bit easier to be more focused with it as time goes on. So I'm proud of myself for showing up. Um, So I've been meditating in the morning. I've been writing down my like two minute little gratitude page, reading my quick little daily stoic um, daily passage that takes probably like two minutes also, maybe five if it's longer, if I'm being slow or really reflecting. Um, And then also taking time to like free form journal, which I haven't really done in a long time. Um... So yeah, it feels good. It feels good to be like taking action and taking charge and like putting myself first as you all deserve to do, even if it's just for a couple of minutes um, in the beginning of your day. Um, And I also have been listening to some like really good like manifestation podcasts and like learning all about that. So and I'm loving it. It's another I feel like great way to just keep your vibes high, the positivity going, take control, all the things. Um, So I'm working on getting some guests on that can share a little bit more about the power of manifestation and how to manifest what you want out of your life. So stay tuned for that. If you know anyone uh, or if you have anyone that like you'd like me to reach out to, seriously send me your recommendations. Um, I'm very new to all of this, but that's all been setting my week up for like a very positive vibe. Um, and then my low, I would say, honestly, my like, and I know this is probably a little bit of TMI, but like my hormones definitely seem to be a little all over the place. I take something for my hormonal acne, which has really helped, but it's still seems to be like breaking through recently. 
I don't know if it's from like stress or something else that's going on, but I made my appointment to remove my IUD. So I, like I said last week, I will be continuing to share my journey. I just started reading a couple of books all about that. So I will definitely share my findings. Um, This week's guest is really amazing. Definitely a small world moment. She knew Emma. um, Oh, now I can't remember how to say her last name. I'm going to so butcher it. Uh, Bel Womo, who came on the podcast a few weeks ago, like a month ago, um, because she also taught at Psycho Bar in like the New York City area. Um, And then a dear friend of mine, Janessa, if you're listening, holla, um, took one of her classes when she was visiting out on Long Island um, and was like, oh, do you know Amanda, blah, 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 Psycho Bar, all the things, connections. So like – and then she DM'd me um, and it's one of those just like full circle moments. Love those small world moments. Um, And she has such a bright light. She just has so many good perspectives to share. I hope that you enjoy hearing from her. And without further ado, enjoy. Today's podcast guest is a force. Hailing from Long Island, New York, she teaches functional fitness at F45 Huntington, indoor cycling at Revolve Cycling, rowing at City Row Plainville, and multiple classes weekly at Lifetime. As if that isn't enough to keep her busy, she also helps small businesses grow and transform their online presence with her very own business, Costello Media Services. Not to mention, she is a board member of Girls on the Run, Long Island, and a mother to her own adorable little girl. Welcome to the podcast, Maria Costello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I'm so excited to have another New Yorker on the pod. More Instagram connections (laughs) popping on. We're spreading soon we'll spread all the way across the the country although I guess we kind of did with Emma yeah but she's like bi-coastal so maybe we'll just go even further to other continents let's just put it out there into the universe yes manifest that (laughs) um so one thing that I started doing and then I kept forgetting to do um is ask guests what their highs and lows are for maybe this past week we're recording on a Friday um because I always share mine in the beginning of the episode so yeah I would love that okay what so you want me to your, go first yeah, yeah. your highs and okay. your lows so um my high for the week uh actually just happened like an hour ago I taught two classes this morning and I had somebody um that normally rides with me at Revolve and she's been saying how she wants to bring her friend and she's like I gotta bring my friend I'm like okay bring your friend so the friend came and it's somebody I haven't seen in like 20 years so um it was really fun to see somebody who knew me before my fitness journey and now have this to share with them as well. And I love that he said, it's like, I never would have imagined you were here. And then he also said, but also it makes all the sense in the world. And I'm like, that makes me feel so good. Yeah. Just to have somebody kind of there be witness to your fitness journey. And so how apropos that we're recording today. And he said that to me. So um, yeah, I love that. And my low for the week, um, I think it's just been this week has been um, 
transitionary for me and I haven't been taking care of myself and I'm mm-hmm. feeling it today. I need immediately after this beautiful podcast with you, I'm going to take a pool day. Oh, I'm going to yeah. sit outside. I'm going to get the sun rays and my husband's on baby duty from now until 8am tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> Soak we'll up that vitamin it. D. Yeah. <laughs> I just need, I just need a little um, mind rest. I feel like yeah. because of all the different things going on this week, I felt a little bit out of alignment um, just mentally, uh, having harder of a time focusing. So that's, that was kind of my low all week holding me back. But how about you? I am feeling very much the same in both of them. So tiny backstory for the listener. So one of the big connections of me and Maria are that we both used to teach at cycle bar. So just that. Yes little backstory. Um, so I recently started at a new studio in Boston, the handlebar, um, which I'm so excited about. And I'm like very, very fresh on the schedule. Um, and I taught, I've been trying to sub like as much as possible and right, you know, right. get in front of as many people as possible and also like get that practice back. Cause it's been a while. Um, right. so I had some like really positive interactions earlier this week. And then, I, um, last minute am subbing two classes this afternoon, um, at the Fenway studio, which I haven't taught at Fenway yet. So I'm super excited. And one of the first class was like a really fun theme. So I'm excited to just have some fun with it. A nice little end to the week. Yeah. Yeah. And then my, yeah. Um, my low is definitely like very similar. Like, I don't know what was going on in the universe this week, but like, I was feeling so run down, so like almost like anxious and stressed. And I think it's kind of the same. Like I feel like I'm in a little bit of a like limbo transitionary period. And Mm -hmm. I have a lot of like big goals and projects that like I know I'm working toward, but they also feel like so far away that I'm like, how can I get it done right now? But yeah. So, so real. And can I just say, like, I am obsessed with the handlebar on Instagram. It's my dream. It's my dream to like drive and come take a class. So now that you're teaching there, I'm 100% coming. You have to. It's been dope on Instagram. Love it. I send it to all my friends. I'm like, when are we going, guys? Yeah. They're like, well, you're the one with the babies. So, yeah. So, um, I'm so excited that you're teaching there because I can't wait to come. And thank you for, you know, having me today, even though you have this opportunity to teach. Like, I totally appreciate it. I'm excited. Oh, well, I'm so glad to even hear that. I love just those connections. It's definitely like a dream come true being there. Like, I have always loved everything they stand for and all like their vibes and such a positive community, which I know you're all about. Yes, always. But so let's rewind a little bit because I want to give listeners a little bit of a background as to who you are besides my like very quick intro. So why don't you start off um, a little bit of like your transition into the fitness world, like as a fitness professional um, to now? Yeah. Um, Who am I? Just a regular person. (laughs) (laughs) Just a regular old lady. <laughs> um, no. So uh, I actually was in corporate America for most of my, um, you know, after high school years, adult, uh, mid-20s into early 30s. Um, I worked at The Gap when I was very young and I just really loved retail. There was something about it. And then 
Um, eventually I realized that um, you could have corporate jobs in retail. Uh, I think when you're young, you just think like, oh, I'm just going to work in a store in full denim. But right. um, I found a world beyond that. And I started at coach as an administrative assistant um, in my early 20s. And then um, I moved from there to um, Tiffany and uh, from there, you know, I moved into Luxottica and Ray-Ban. So my, my career kept progressing um, into different products um, and product types, but it was always corporate retail. Um, I went to fashion school at night while I was working because, you know, I really felt like this was where I was meant to be and do. And then, you know, as anyone who works the corporate grind can tell you, especially if you're somebody from um, a smaller area commuting into the big city between the commutes and the hours, it catches up to you. Um, and I really did love it, but it was just burning me the F out. Um, mm -hmm. And I just talking to coworkers, I found a lot of people were taking fitness classes after work. And, you know, I just kind of started going with certain people and trying different things. And class pass was at the beginning of their iteration at the time. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I just was able to afford trying so many different places in New York City that were up and coming and so different, especially coming from Long Island, where it's the burbs and we have like yeah. Gold's Gym. <laughs> and I was like, wow, there's like a surfboard and like, that's a class. Okay. Yay. Like I'll yeah. do that. You know, That was my same um, experience, like coming to Boston for the first time. I was like, what right. is like it's different than like a YMCA group fitness class. <laughs> right, exactly, right. It was something that the verbs, you know, it's like what you're used to. So for me, I just loved it. And the more um, responsibility and workload that I acquired in my, you know, day job, the more I found myself like craving and looking for that fitness at the end of the day to like help me reset, realign my mind, my body. It was just not even about weight loss or anything like that for me. Um, I, it just, I, it was like a place of solace that I could go to and just like unwind from the day with some coworkers, with some friends. And then eventually I made, you know, friends there, which is why I'm so big on community and all of that, because I know what that's like to be like, oh my God, my boss was terrible today too. And like have someone to talk to. And then you just like sweat it out together and you're like, high five, see you tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, and so that you, when you come home, you're a little lighter, you feel a little better and you've kind of left those things where they belong, which is at work or outside, um, you know, in the outside world. And when you're home, you can just be yourself and be with your family. So for me, um, you know, it just, slowly escalated and I didn't really notice it until I left the city. Um, and then I had the opportunity to work for Luxottica on Long Island. They own, uh, they're a big eyewear player. They own Ray-Ban, Oakley. Um, and so I was still doing the same level of work, but in the suburbs. So the pace was a little different. Mm -hmm. um, I just remember being shocked that people took lunch. I was like, you're going out to lunch <laughs> and then right. they'd be like, like you know like what yeah, a concept <laughs> yeah like what do you do I was like oh I've eaten at my desk for the past 10 years that's not what you yeah, do yeah right you're like and you so don't just like shovel food into your mouth as fast as no. you can and then get back to work <laughs> right. exactly so it was a completely different pace and that allowed me to really be like oh okay like now I can really incorporate uh more fitness and more self-care because I can come in at a normal time take a lunch and leave at like 5.30 or 6. And then I still have a drive home, but it's not a two hour commute. Right. So um, I started looking for places to exercise and like, you know, 
we were saying before, um, you know, living in the burbs is quite different than <laughs> New York City. So it wasn't as easy for me to find, um, you know, those places and boutique fitness, especially that ClassPass offered in the city. People were like, what's ClassPass? And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> because so it, it, it felt like my routine was like decimated, you know? Yeah. And so then I tried going to like, you know, Gold's Gym and I was just like, this is not this, this is not what I'm looking for. I needed that community, that energy, yeah. that vibe. Um, and so I, you know, I just tried a few classes and it wasn't happening. And I think my husband was tired of me bitching and complaining. And it kind of just came out one day and I was like, maybe I should teach the classes so then I can find the classes that I want, you know, and just like yeah. had a fit of rage and anger. And he was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. You should do that. Like dead serious. <laughs> and I was like, what, <laughs> what's that? Um, and it just kind of went from there. And I think that what I didn't realize at the time that now that I've been able to share my story with so many people a few times is the signs were always there for this to be the outcome. I just didn't know it while it was happening. You know, now yeah. it's easy to look back and be like, oh yes, yes, dot one, dot two, dot three, dot four. Like they were always there. Um, and it was always meant to unfold this way. I just didn't know. And that was kind of the fun of it, actually. I'm yeah. glad, you know? Yeah. I love yeah. that. It's like trusting the process, letting yes. it happen. Yeah. And here I am. I love it. So then you started teaching at a cycle yes. bar studio. Yes. So the first, so actually I got to share that story today because the person that, um, I ran into that I haven't seen in so long used to go to this gym with me. And that was uh -huh. the first place I went when I got my um, Schwinn certification for cycling. I went there and I was like, I work out here. I'm now an instructor. Like, you know, I would love to teach like spin classes. And he basically literally was just like, you are trash. Like you cannot teach here. And I was like, no, but it's you're like, please just go. teach me. <laughs> Um, and you know what, it was, again, like a lesson to learn down the road, like how much there is such a gap in instructor talent and development. Yeah. Um, and it really taught me a lesson that like nobody was really going to help me. And I kind of had to start investing in myself and just, you know, I was like, all right, but that's a no. So I just started going to as many fitness classes as I could on Long Island. Um, you know, I was going to soul cycle, really trying to understand rhythm writing, because again, that was new yeah. um, to our market. Yeah. And really nobody was doing it. So I was really trying to understand that and getting away from numbers and tapping into more of the, you know, feeling the music and using the music instead of numbers to really drive motivation, how to do that, which instructors I liked and why. So I was like doing my own little research project in yeah. my mind with, with no um, structure, right? It was just observing what I responded to and then trying to talk to myself through like why and then try to find a way to replicate that for the day that yeah. I would teach you know and at that point it was like if I ever teach who knows so I yeah. just kept looking and looking for places and I would just go to as many gyms classes that I could um and then eventually I set up google alerts for like well I, I you can pick I don't know if you've ever done one but yeah you yeah. Can pick, yeah you can pick like certain keywords so I just put in like Long Island Long Island fitness uh cycling indoor cycling like I just did a whole bunch of them yeah and one day uh, something popped up for Cycle Bar Garden City. And I was like, ooh, what's this? Um, and I went to the website and um, there, there's like a, a, you know, for 
people who are not familiar, if you ever go to a website uh, of a cycle bar, you can submit like your name and like questions or, you know, to get in touch with someone. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's supposed to be for memberships, but not for <laughs> like, hey, it's fine. Honestly, you would be surprised how many people email those studios about like, we, yeah, you know, like, but like, yeah, that's what you have to do. Right. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Because there was like no phone number at the time to call. And right. I, I realized later on it was because like literally the website had gone up like that day. And so <laughs> he got, a, you know, the Google alert picked it up within a few hours. So it just happened. And he was like, what? I just put this up. Like, right. this thing. You're um, like, ding dong. It's so me. I reached out to him. I knew what Cycle Bar was because one of the master instructors at the time was also my friend and somebody whose class I took in the city through Flywheel. So mm. she had left Flywheel, was at Cycle Bar. I had taken her class in California a couple of times when I was doing my big research project on my own. And, uh, you know, she had told me all about the brand and I, I loved it. So when I set up that Google or, and they came up, I was just like, Oh my God, this is it. This is my chance. So, um, you know, I just reached out and I said, I'm interested in knowing if you're looking for instructors, like what it looked like. And I was the first person and instructor that he observed and talked to. Um, and then I moved through the process, like, you know, through auditions and boot camp as it opened. And then, you know, from there, I got the training that I guess I was yearning to get like yeah. somebody explaining to me what I've been observing at soul cycle and the other classes and why people make those choices, you know, what a sequence is of what a platform really is programming. Like, what does that mean? Because, you know, if I was to work at that first gym, um, where I had asked for a job, you know, just like some of the other, and it's no shade. They just run differently. Yeah. You know, there's no standardized programming for instructors coming in. It's just like, mm -hmm. are you certified? Are you going to be a legal liability? Um, and if you pass those two tests, can you work these times? And then that's really all the requirements. Yeah. Um, there's and no it's training. Tough. It's tough. They just kind of put you on a bike and just, they just let her figure it out. And for me going through the cycle bar program was like, I felt like I was going to like, I don't know, I feel like Elle Woods, like going to like Yale, Harvard, because I was trying yes. to teach myself things that I didn't understand. Yeah. And it was so hard. And, you know, like, I love the instructors at SoulCycle, Roslyn and Woodbury, because they helped me, you know, really observe in a time where I needed to learn and watch them. But I didn't feel like I was in a place to be like, so tell me all about why we did that. And so right. like, right. I didn't even know what we were doing. You know? Yeah. So there was no opportunity for me to like really understand what I was observing. But I just always tried to remember what I responded to, like, what made me feel something? Was it the music? Was it something they said? Maybe they didn't say something. And that's why I was able to feel my feelings, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was just like, for me, it was, I felt like I won the lottery. I, I remember I had to take off work for four days and people were like, why are you taking off for four days? And I was like, shut up, don't make a big deal. Like, right. Cause I was so excited, but I still had my day job and I, I, I was nervous to tell them in case it didn't work out. So I just was like, and it is like a weird balance there, you know, like yes. it's fine to have a side hustle, but I totally get that. We're like, I was definitely the same way with like my corporate job that I had at the time of what did like, you do? Um, so I was working in marketing for, um, a small, like local airline Cape air. Oh, wow. Um, but it was like kind of the same thing. Like I had been working at like a super fast paced environment and then there I was totally remote. So just even having the flexibility of no commute and stuff and like sort right. of making my own hours, it was like the same exact thing. Um, but yeah, it's like a touchy, 
Like I know I'm allowed to have a life outside of this job. Right. And I'm not allowed to interfere. Right. But And that was also too, just because like, I wasn't sure where it was going to go at the time. You know, I just kind of was like, cool. Like I like learning. This is a great opportunity for me to learn something. But like, I was never like, I'm going to be the next cycle star. Like get yeah. ready. Long Island. Like I never, yeah. it was never really just like that. I was like, oh, totally like same. Like this is fun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm just going to go through with this and just see how it is. But also too, that was like way before the side hustle thing really took place. A lot yeah. of people were inside hustling at the time. No. So now I feel like it's totally cool for people to be like, oh yeah, like I do this at night or whatever. Like yeah. all my coworkers now have a side hustle. Right. When I first Most started, people none do. of them did. Yeah. So it was totally. a different time, but um, you know, they were super supportive once they found out and I made it. And then it was kind of nice that they were rooting for me to make it. And they all yeah. came to my first class. So it was nice. But for me, that was life-changing to get that level of training for mm-hmm. four days you know, um, it was just really, it was very immersive and I got so much out of it that I still use today. Yeah. I totally get it. Cause obviously I have been through the same type of thing. And I think we probably had very similar, um, like auditioning experiences, like our studio, like I also was one of the founding trainers there. Um, and so like our studio wasn't even like done being like built and set up yet so we literally had our auditions like american idol style in a hotel conference room yes like the owner and gm on like a folding table and then just one bike yep and just like awkwardly teaching a couple classes it was so weird watching the videos back like two years later was the funniest thing i agree i still watch those videos sometimes just because i want to remind myself of when i'm having like a day where i feel like like, that look how far you got so much better exactly exactly but yes us too it was like um like a church building or something yes. I don't even know I, I couldn't find it and then it looked like the house was from like the 1800s and the floor was super creaky and there was like one candle and I was like oh my god let's fucking go oh sorry yeah. <laughs> and you can swear it's fine <laughs> all right I was like we're doing this and I was like what's up Garden City and it was like nobody in the room yes <laughs> right just like me you're like how you feeling but, yeah <laughs> but don't you think now I mean it's made me so resilient but now I could literally maybe it's just like anything else once you do it a few times it just loses its um you know its fear factor or whatever you can call it but you know I could literally like someone could call me right now and just be like I'd love for you to come audition I'd be like sure I'll be there in 30 minutes like no problem I just because it feels so much less intimidating than that first time just because it felt like I don't know. I felt like this could be my chance. Like you said, American Idol level. That's exactly how I felt because I had never taught a spin class before. I was teaching um, some like beat-based cardio kickboxing classes and then um, teaching some like strength and like actual boxing classes at another gym there. But like it just it's so different than so teaching different. spin. And I like kind of had done the same thing, like taken a bunch of different classes and reached out to instructors and was trying to like find my place. And I'm really grateful for the way that it all worked out because I think that was such a good starting point, like with the training and like the very specific and like sort of strict parameters for how you program your ride. So I really like understood how to program a ride. Which is so, right. Which is so funny that you say that because now that I do some 
formal and informal instructor training, like one-on-one. -on -one. And that just, again, developed from what we were saying before that the lack of resources or availability for instructors, once they get that onboarding, if they even get it, it's yeah. very minimal. Um, totally. And so I just kind of started that people would be like, can you help me? Can, you know, will you spend some time with me? I have bikes at home. So either we come here or we meet at a gym or whatever, you know, it's not always through a studio, although I've done it in that, um, in the environment. And one of the things I always hear is, you know, I, I feel like doing a, a, a sequence or a platform is so restrictive. And I'm like, you're new. It's the only way to guarantee right. when you're so green that like you just said, it's meaningful, it's purposeful. Right. And for me, that was, I embraced that because I had never taught before ever. Not like you at least taught other modalities. I literally was like, what's my voice going to sound on the mic? Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. Do I have a mic voice? You know, like I had no freaking clue, like no clue. And something that I always think about even now and especially in the beginning because cycle bar was premium um boutique fitness right it, it, I, people are paying a lot of money to come yeah, here yeah you want to like, like make it worth you. it for them it's exactly. like pressure <laughs> exactly so for me embracing um those parameters and as you said although at times they seemed very strict and really, um, you know, so finite and where the flexibility lies, if there was any at all, for me in the beginning, that really helped me. Once I became experienced, I realized why it was created that way. And now I try to pass that on to other instructors because, right. you know, it, you need to be able to understand why that exists. And then once you are really good at teaching that, then you're able to progress it to be able to massage it and make it flexible for your riders, totally. whether that's from the morning or the nighttime. So it's just funny that you say that. In the end, I think the rules and um, once you become, you know, an expert or you have, I don't know, like I had a baby about thousand something classes by the time I left, you know, once you become more of an expert, then the rules can sometimes hinder you a little bit yeah. because then you're not, um, sorry, because no, then good. you're not, um, you're not really catering to the people in the room anymore. You're just kind of catering right. to the rules. And right. that's what I found, um, is the toughest part of instructing is understanding it. When people say purposeful and meaningful programming, does that mean for you? Because it's easy for you because it's something that you're comfortable teaching or does that mean it's for the people right in front of you in that moment? Yeah. So that's um, such a good point. Yeah. And it, and that's only something you learn when you teach a lot of classes, when yeah. you do it for a while, because that's on, you can't even have the space for that in your mind when you're first starting out, when you're first 100%. starting out, you just, you just want like people not to complain and say you're trash. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm just trying to like avoid those like bad class pass reviews honestly oh, oh my god yes exactly but like you know, so yeah and i think it's also worth saying that like sometimes like and i think cycle bar specifically like watching like a master instructor teach the classic ride and being so like surprised by things that they do like where you almost you're like i don't even remember what song we're on now because right. they got so creative with things, but right. like also in general, sometimes when you feel that like stagnant feeling and like restrictive feeling, maybe that just means it's time to like move on to a new challenge too, yeah. which is also yeah. okay. 
Yeah, and for me, I think it was just about the opportunity of going. Um, it was very, it was very timed with my pregnancy as well as you know, COVID. It was at that time. Yeah. Um, and also wanting to work elsewhere and feeling like I could make an impact in a different part of Long Island where boutique fitness wasn't prevalent. And when I heard the opportunity to be able to create my own platform and train instructors on something new like rhythm writing to a part of Long Island that still was going to Gold's Gym. That was so yeah. exciting for me. So it made sense for me to transition. But, um, you know, like I said, all of the things that I learned there really um, set me up for success to be able to help other instructors now and myself too, you know, as yeah. we go on this journey, because you never stop learning. And that's something that I think is surprising to people. Um, I think I heard you talk to Emma about this on the previous episode with her. I think it seems like a glamorous job. I mean, I never saw it as a glamorous job when I was on the other side of things. Um, it definitely seemed hard. But, yeah. you know, I think people just think like, oh, my God, you get to like work out and yeah, I'm like, oh, you work out for your job. It's so great. Like, you're <laughs> you probably so have lucky so much it. free time. Exactly. Like... <laughs> I take seven naps a day. Like, no. Yeah. Um, especially with teaching at different studios, you know, the commitment um, to clients. And I think uh, maybe Maddie was the one who mentioned this on a mm -hmm. previous episode too. the commitment beyond the bike or rower, wherever you are teaching, it, it's, it's not something that people can grasp ever unless they do this job. Right, um, you right. know, people wanting that accountability and that support and sometimes that friendship, which is totally okay. But outside of the studio, outside of you know, um, a class setting. And it, so there's a lot of, um, overlap in this job outside of physically teaching the class totally. that I don't think people realize. Yeah. Have you felt yeah. the same way too? A hundred percent. And like, it's funny because, so I've been on like a weird kind of up and down journey, if you will, mostly because of COVID, which is like understandable. But so before I quit my, uh, corporate job at Cape air, I, like talk to a bunch of the lead instructors at the different gyms I was um, teaching at and all this stuff. And all of them really said the same thing of like, like trying to hammer home, like this is not glamorous. You're going to be so tired. It's really tough. Make sure you really think about it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I know I get it, but like, I don't care. I still want to do it, which like still was true after I was like really in the weeds. Um, but yeah, a hundred percent, like, especially when I was teaching at like three different studios, but you can understand it's yeah. like the here, the there, the like yeah. timing of like programming, playlisting yeah. by a certain amount of time, but also like, shit, I'm not feeling creative right now. Like I'm forcing right. this and now it's going to be garbage and like right. trying to make and it to networking events and exactly. And, and, you know, even just like the group texts of every single uh, place that I work at is like suffocating because if you need coverage, I will literally be in a class and I, I come back to a hundred checks of just oh, yeah. back and forth. Right. And yeah. so replicating that times five studios plus clients, plus playlisting, plus programming. And, you know, like something at city row that, um, I'm really proud of is that it's a really form focused platform. Yeah. And so as trainers, uh, unlike cycling, right, where you have something very specific to follow, and it's driven by most of the time by the music, what yeah. you're doing, right? Um, you know, we have to make sure we're ready for City Road to give people modifications and progression.
sessions. And from yeah. a trainer standpoint, right? I have to assess, okay, today we're going to be doing this. And if somebody in the room can't do it, do I have a modification I can give them? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Done. So that requires time and effort for me to look at the programming for the day and make sure that it makes sense for the people in the class that day. Do I have new people? I want to make sure I come there early so I can spend a little extra time with them. So like, yeah. you know, like you said, I, the question I always ask is I'll train you. I'll help you whether it's privately or through a studio, but like, I need to know you're in this because one, and this is not a flex, like I'm very busy and yeah. I don't want to spend time to someone who really you doesn't want this. Time. Yeah. Because this is not easy. It's not a glamorous job, but for the people who really want it, it's extremely rewarding. Totally. I wouldn't give up anything that I've done, you know, so far because it's the reward is so amazing. But I think there's been times where I've had conversations with people where they're like, this sounds like a lot of work for not a lot of pay. And I'm like, this is the job. So, yeah, you know, I mean, if, if you're already feeling that way, that's usually a red flag. <laughs> right. Like it's you know? not about the money. No, no. Yeah. I don't like, think people get that because I think they think, well, Peloton instructors are like celebrities and so right. people like, like it's nah. so different than that. That's yeah. such like a niche. <laughs> yes. That's a very small aspect of it. Like it's a yes. grind. Cause it's also, not always steady and not always guaranteed like especially if right. you're doing like personal training clients to um complement your like teaching uh right. salary like you know yeah. a client could get injured and not be able to right. train anymore they could decide right. oh, i don't have the move. money anymore they can they move. Could get a new job yeah. so many things there's always exactly there's always variables yes i agree um, okay. I want to shift gears just yeah. a little bit, um, just for like the sake of time. So I think there is this huge, like pressure and extremely annoying misconception that women have like this deadline of 30 years old and <laughs> I am 29 and I'm knocking on the door and like, I don't really feel that as much, but yeah. it is like such a real thing. So I love your story because you were what 32 when you started teaching yeah 32 so like, 33 yeah my yeah. story is yeah and in, in that sense my story has always been unconventional which is why I love to tell people like you don't think it could be you that's an athlete you don't think it could be you after a baby that can do a pull-up you don't think that it could be you who runs a marathon or whatever it is but um it can be you and why shouldn't it be you? And yeah. I think that um, women especially, I got married when I was young because I was in love, but people assumed that I was probably pregnant because I was like <laughs> out of college. And it wasn't that, we were just in love and we wanted to um, you know, start our life together. And so the pressure shifted from, okay, well now you have the job and the marriage. So like, why aren't you having kids? And for me, yeah. it was, well, I want to advance my career. I want to do all these things. And it was never like, I have to do it before 30. I just wanted more for myself. Yeah. And I never allowed myself to get caught up in that. I know that it's a real right. thing. And I know that it's a lot of people. I don't know if it's genes or what, but like, I've always been like zero fucks given type of person. Yeah. And I always had a plan. And when my corporate plan wasn't going the way I wanted and I saw a pivot in fitness, 
you know, it was a little intimidating that I was older with a job um, when I was auditioning for Cycle Bar. And then when I went into training that all these fit pros had so much experience and I was like, I'm 33 and I've never used a microphone before, you know, um, and learning the technology of like, downloads and what yeah. is SoundCloud? I mean, oh. I didn't know, <laughs> you know, and now I'm at the level where I mix my own music sometimes, you know, so, so cool. I've come, I've come so far and I never let really my age or any type of, um, lack of training or knowledge or education hold me back. When I identify those gaps in myself, physically, mentally, and learning or whatever it is, I just Google, I listen to things, I watch videos, and then I try to catch myself up. So I do agree with you that I think people feel so much pressure that once you hit a certain age, there's no pivoting point left for you. And that's just not true. That That's like, actually the most important time to pivot. I feel yeah. like if, I feel like if I had time, if I had found fitness in my twenties, I don't know. I feel like I would have fucked it up because I wasn't ready. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready in the way that once I worked a full job, once I saw what it was like to work for different managers, to be on projects with people who don't have complementary skills to you yeah, and that you totally. have to adapt to, you know, like my totally. corporate career really set me up for that. So I feel like I never felt the pressure and then for me, it became a selling point in terms of people being able to relate to me. Like, oh, she's not 12 on a bike talking to me about the meaning of life. Yes. <laughs> like I've lived life. So, and that's not a disservice or a shade to anybody no, who's younger. But you, but you just also have other life. things to give. Right. You yeah. have different, right. You have different things to provide to people. And so for me, because I had lived life because I'd been a full grown adult, cause I'd been in a marriage a long time. Cause I'd work a corporate job. Um, and then once I embarked on the journey into motherhood and now looking back, all of those things help me explain to people like it can be you because if they say to me, yeah. well, I'm a mom, I'm a mom. I have a one, one and a half year old. Oh my God, me too. Um, I have a full job. Oh my God. I had one too. You know? Yeah. Um, my husband forgot to take out the trash. Oh my God, same. Like, you know, <laughs> so I, I have a lot of different ways to relate to people. And I don't know, I just find it curious that after all of the um, amazing, amazing strides that women have made in both the corporate world and just in general in the world, that we still find ourselves holding to this weird, yeah. time thing that like no no one dictated we just all right. collectively ag agreed that it was a yeah. thing but it's like it's not a thing <laughs> right and it's I, so true I've never felt better in fact like I said the friend I ran into today he said you look better now than you ever did in your 20s and I'm like I would agree and it's not just physically I'm sure he didn't mean just like obviously my beautiful body yaddy yaddy but I'm just kidding <laughs> That's exactly what he meant. That no, no. We are um, not kidding. But, but, you know, I just feel like he just meant I'm happy. I am feeling fulfilled. I mm -hmm. feel like I'm in a place in my life where I can go to sleep at night and not feel like I'm missing out on anything. And yeah. that really has an effect on you physically um, and mentally. So if you're a woman like you going into your 30s, I this is like the best. Like if 30s was this good, like 40s is going to be fucking lit. Like yeah. I can't wait. I'm excited for my 30s. I feel yeah. like as much as you hear that, like, oh my God, you're turning 30. Like you also hear 
from people in their 30s exactly what you just said or like my mom is in her 50s and she's like like it's been the best decade of her life and I've totally watched her like totally re-energize and like find a whole different version of herself too and yeah so it's like why put those limits on yourself like Exactly. You are, you're and still alive. You're still living. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's, it's also crazy. Do we don't just do whatever you want. We don't just do it to yourselves too. We do it to ourselves. We do it to each other. And yeah. that's even more of a, of a travesty, honestly, because even now to have my second child, which I don't oh, know yeah. if I will or not, but so many people are like, well, you shouldn't, we really wait much longer. And I'm like, I'm going to wait as long as I freaking want to. Right. Like, are you <laughs> like, my doctor? Thank I'm sorry, you. you know, and I know, listen, I know they mean well, I know, I know. they do, but That's it's just so ingrained. It's so ingrained in our minds to just have this weird, you know, marker in life. It's like, you know, mile 30 years old, like, no, like no one cares about right. mile 30 years old. No one cares. Yeah. yeah. Literally no one cares except for yourself because like people are too busy worrying about their own shit <laughs> exactly it's true it's true and once you get past that you'll see like your yeah. 30s are just a prime time in your life enjoy Good. <laughs> i am excited um well kind of on the same token like you saying you're saying that you've never felt as good as you do right now so what are some things i know you're saying that you are feeling fulfilled which obviously is a huge part of that but like what other ways do you like protect your energy what like daily yes. habits do you try to work into your routine so important. You know, it's funny, um, leaving my day job was so hard. That was something that I did for 15 years. And I held on to it as long as I could through COVID because we were home, right? Yeah. And it was easy and they yeah. didn't want to lose me and I could do fitness at the same time. And of course, eventually it became teaching 20 classes a week and literally taking meetings in the car and then trying to feed my baby and taking yeah, the dog out. It was much. like, it was fucking madness. Um, and, you know, just the other day, my husband said like, you're, you're different. You're lighter. You're, you know, happy. And I'm like, yeah, cause I'm not holding on to a job that didn't serve me anymore. And I held on longer than I normally would have to anything just because the income, um, yeah. COVID, you know, the uncertainty. And I right. kept saying, I I'm ready to let it go, but I, you know, I, I I just hesitated. Um, and that's something that I don't normally do when something just is rubbing me the wrong way or it's causing me stress. I just, I have to get it out of my life. And, um, you know, something that I think is hard for people to understand, especially when you're a fitness instructor or a motivator of any kind, my energy before a class is super, super important for me to protect. Um, yeah. I have to be in the right mind space and I'm very good at compartmentalizing. And I think mm -hmm. that's something that's really hard for instructors to adapt to if it's not something that you're normally dispositioned to be good at. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky that I'm able to do that. Um, and I've been in many circumstances where something not so great has happened, whether it's before an audition or before teaching a big class or an event. And I'm able to kind of compartmentalize that, put it to the side focus on what's in front of me, channel anything that I can in a positive way, and then go back and deal with those things. But, um, you know, I don't like to be around people who are not, you don't, I don't, I don't want to just say who are not positive. I don't like but to be like around people suckers. who are not genuine. Yeah, we're not genuine. If you're genuinely feeling down, of course, that's like right. normal. We all have our um, days. We all have our days, but there are just some people who are always kind of looking for the downside of things mm -hmm. and manifest a lot of that 
in their own life. And I just have too much other stuff on my plate to be able to like try, unless it's in a class setting to try to talk somebody through that. And it's not anything personal, but I can't have those people in my life. And um, because I was able to change my life and, you know, I didn't have the greatest of, um, you know, resources available to me when I was younger and I didn't have a lot of guidance and all of that. And I was able to kind of find my way. I don't just accept when people say I I can't change. You have to want to, and then you have to help yourself change and give yourself some grace. So for me, when, and that goes to Instagram too. I mean, if somebody, if there's somebody that um, either I work with or that I've come across with in my life somehow, and their content is something that I find myself, I'm rolling my eyes at, or I really can't connect to, I'm going to unfollow. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care. I don't want, I don't want to take that even one second of my day. I'd rather look at somebody else's beautiful kids instead on my feed, um, yeah. or something that brings me joy. Um, I'm not somebody, I know you talk a lot about this and a lot of your guests all, mentioned it. I'm not like a journal or I just like, I do a lot of introspective work in my mind when I'm driving. That's like yeah. my time, maybe not like the greatest thing, works. but <laughs> no. um, that's where, that's where I really spend a lot of time. I guess it's my form of meditation and really thinking, especially after or before classes, like yeah. really setting my mind into what I want to do why I'm doing it, who I'm seeing that day, what are some things that I know I want to focus on for them or for the class. And I'll be listening to podcasts and that kind of gets my mind going and I'll, I'll jot things down. So those are the things that I really do to kind of get me to a place where I feel fulfilled. I really just do what feels right. I try everything. And if I don't feel like it kind of hits with me, then I'm just not going to go back to it. That's good. I mean, it's like trusting your gut, trusting that like energetic connection for lack of a better term. I don't know if that made any sense. No, Um, (laughs) but it's just different because everyone has different ways. And for me, like journaling, that's not really my thing. I'm trying to force myself to do meditation and I'm like, what would I tell people? Don't force yourself. But yeah. here I am forcing myself to do it because I'm it the has same. such great benefits and everyone raves about it, but yeah. I'm just not connecting to it. So maybe I'm not ready for it, but totally. Yeah. I feel the same about meditation and journaling. Like I try not to force either. Like I have a little gratitude journal that like has like five prompts that I try to do every day. Cause it takes like two minutes and it, feels a little less repetitive than just like writing down what I'm grateful for every day. Cause I was writing down like the same exact things every single day, but like right. free form journaling, it only really happens if it like really sparks or else right. I'm just like forcing right. it and there's no point. Exactly. And then there's no point for me. I I'm more of a connector. And so if I'm feeling grateful for something, I'll probably just like say it out loud to someone like yeah, for me, which that's is great. my way. Yeah, for me, that's like my way of feeling meditation is like being able to converse about things that matter to me, uh, listen to other people talk about things that matter to me through podcasting, through conversations after class, coffee dates with clients, like anything like that is more more my meditative process. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, Okay, so we're going to do a quick, not like rapid fire, because we will do rapid fire questions at the very, very end. Okay. But a quick, like, break it down fitness segment. Okay, All right. let's do so it. So the resurgence, rebirth of like functional fitness, 
meditate or not meditation, mobility work, Yes, which I know F45 is functional fitness, right? Yes. And like the mobility part of it, like I was saying before, that would be more toward for city row. Okay. Just okay. a little bit different. It's very much focused on, you know, we have a whole block in every class where we program mobility work before we even start the hit intervals to really yeah. drive home why that's important. I think it's great, honestly, yeah. because I think for a long time, myself included, when I wasn't, you know, woke fitness wise, <laughs> <laughs> um, when people didn't know what like Pilates was back mm-hmm. in the day, everyone thought fitness was like push ups crunches, jumping jacks, you know, and it was like, oh, you have bad knees. No problem. Keep doing them. You're going to lose so much weight. Right. So I think that um, the focus on wellness has shifted. And part of that includes smarter fitness. Um, I would say that F45 is more of a plyometric driven platform. Um, But it's on us, the trainers to really be able to break that down for each client in the room um, to give them a modification so that they can still train right. smarter. Like and there's not, no shame you know, in modifications. Uh, yo, meet or, your body yo, where it is. Preach. I do I'm knee pushups my- all the freaking time because my shoulders suck. All my people's listening. You just said it. I say it in every class, dude, every class. There's no shame in the modification game. Like no. none. Zero. And the other day, just to prove a point, I did an entire F45 class and I modified everything. All 27 exercises that we did for 45 minutes. And I was literally dying. And I'm like, you see? (laughs) Yeah. You can still push yourself. Yeah. There's other ways to progress without, you know, the goal of functional fitness is to maximize the output of your workout without killing your joints. Like that right. is like preparing at the very you for your basic life, level. not making exactly. your life harder. Exactly. You want to burn whatever the most calories have the hardest workout with the least impact yes. on the joints, you know, not the other way around. So for me, I think it's wonderful and I'm so happy. And you'll see this as you go. Cause you're still a little young and uh, I'm going to be 30, but once you progress into your high thirties, your knees are like, mm, honey, that run out of the saddle. I feel I like they're know. already starting. Like the training process for the handlebar was like pretty grueling. And they're definitely like at the end of the week, my knee was just like, no, we are not doing that. Um, I love more than a run out of the saddle. Oh, so same. I, so it's let's great. just be smart about it, you know? Add let's that go. resistance. Exactly. Um, okay, so we got a yay on functional fitness. Yes. Um, yes. this 75 hard fad program. What are our thoughts? Good can or bad? Can you tell me? Can you tell me a little bit about what it? What it is? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I don't have like the rules like memorized, but it's like 75 days straight. Oh, um, yes, yes. with no breaks. You have to be yes. on some type of diet, but it doesn't yes. dictate okay. which one. So here's the Two thing. Two workouts some, a day. Some no type alcohol. of diet, no go. <laughs> I heard some type of I'm diet. So that's a no that. go for me. That's a, that's a deal breaker. Let I me know. tell you, I've dieted one time in my life and that was when I had to do a glucose test when I was pregnant. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that was the one and only time. <laughs> that's not my thing, boo. I just, I, I love that. Everything that you put into your body has to resonate with you and whether you're doing it because you're a vegetarian, because you're lactose intolerant, like whatever it is, a reason why you do things, 
is you be meaningful and purposeful for you. Um, And for me, what I say to people is I'm not, I'm not a nutritionist coach. I don't want to be a nutritionist ever. That's not my thing. I'm a fitness instructor. Yeah. I'm a fitness instructor. (laughs) I'll help you sweat in a smart and fun way. That's about it. Yeah. I don't, I don't fuck with diets or anything like that. That's not my thing. And I don't, yeah. And I don't really think it ever serves its purpose because like anything else that we do in life, (laughs) Yeah. If you're not really invested in something and you're not buying into the long-term aspect of it, it's not going to work. Just like I tell people, if you come to a cycling class and you're like, I'm fucking miserable and you try it three times, cycling's not for you. And my owners, yeah. And my owners don't like me saying that, but it's the truth. I don't want people who don't want to be in my class. Like I I'm not a fan of running. I have so many amazing clients and friends who are running the New York City Marathon. Holla, y'all. Um, and I'm so proud of them. But like, that's not my dream. Right. That's their dream. That's something they want to do. They love yeah. running. That's not my thing. So um, I, I also think 75 days is really aggressive in terms of like, where are you at in your fitness you journey? Need a maybe if you're fucking rest day, exactly. <laughs> like maybe if you're Michael Phelps or a high level athlete, sure. You can go <sighs> 75 days. I can't, I'm telling you right now, I no. can't. And I don't want to, that's the more important part. Right. Maybe I could, if I actually tried, but I don't want to try because I know my body. And I know that after four or five days, if I don't give myself a wellness day, uh, a Sarah gun day, oh, I love that oh, stupid yes. thing. I hate that. I spent so much money, but I love it. It's worth um, it it's worth it, you know, or cryotherapy. I need something so that my body can have a little bit of a reprieve. Otherwise I'm just mentally not even in it. It's not even about the physical part of it. I don't feel rejuvenated by it. I feel held back by it. So yeah, I'm going to go with a no on that. Yeah. I know. I feel like listeners probably are like, she is setting her up because we all know that like, I am very (laughs) anti-diet anti like the extreme like punishment kind of yeah mindset. I've never been like that I've never um, been like that and, it and is you know like, what a, yeah what to a, each their own but like it's yeah. not safe to me it's, it's not. not and it's just but more importantly it's just not sustainable and for yeah. me like time exactly. is such a currency in my life like time is the most valuable thing I have left now and for me to do something that's not going to be a long-term benefit for me what's the point Right. That doesn't make any sense. I don't want to mess with that. I could be doing better things with my time. Yes. And I love that you said the whole thing at the end about like finding the type of movement that resonates with you and like lights you up. It's so true. Because that was one of the things I was going to, that I was going to say. So you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. It's very true because I think people think I'm supposed to love every type of fitness. And my, my comeback is, do you love every type of sandwich that you eat? No. Does that even make sense? Like, right. no, like, sorry, I don't like Swiss and that's okay. There's right. other types of cheeses. <laughs> yeah. And like, Go find a cheese that you like. <laughs> yeah. Just cause it's popular, like a popular, like methodology of fitness doesn't mean that exactly. you're going to love it. And that's okay. Exactly. There's it's and like 2021. There's a lot of options, yeah, <laughs> a lot of options. So go out there and just do what makes you happy that you enjoy. Cause that's what you're going to hold on to long-term for sure. Yes. A hundred percent. All right. Let's run through some rapid fires. All right. Um, favorite form of movement. Uh, cycling for sure. Yeah. yeah. Could have yeah. guessed that one. Um, yeah. a non-negotiable in your day. Oof. Coffee. Mm, I mean, same. 
Yeah. When I did the um, intermittent fasting, which actually that worked for me, I liked it. It was a really good um, indicator for me about where my calories were unnecessary, just in terms of like how much I was eating that I didn't need to. And it just kind of helped me identify eating when I should, instead of when I thought I should eat, which was great. Like Um, being able to listen to your body a little bit. Exactly. It it put me more in tune with it. So I don't consider that a diet, but, um, (laughs) uh, the, the one thing people were like, Oh no, you can't have like coffee and cream. And I was like, nah, I'm gonna have my coffee and my cream. Sorry. You're like, actually, I'm a grown ass woman and I can do whatever oh, I yeah, want. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is my own body. I set the rules. <laughs> yes. Um, one thing that always improves your mood. Oh, music. Yeah. Music. Okay. And that's what I try. That's what I try to channel in my classes, too. Yeah. You know, I just and that's what I tell people. I like, just get here get yeah. here and then I'll use the magic and the power of music and I will completely change your day I promise yes yeah. okay well that's so funny that you say that because it literally leads me into the next question yeah because in I'm such a jerk because now I can't remember the name of the podcast that you were on recently but oh yes the forever Friday forever Friday yes yeah yeah um you talk about the power of music so yeah. what music always gives you that power maybe an artist, a song that you're loving right I mean, now. I really love all kinds of music and I'm a big, big music nerd. Yeah. Um, and I, part of what I love in my classes is the fact that you can listen to any genre, any artist, all in one 45 minute block. Like you never yeah. know what you're going to listen to. Personally, I just find that like hip hop, just like slaps with me, just like (laughs) reaches into my soul. And especially some Drake right now, I'm super into um, that song, uh, Astronaut in the Ocean. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Like, you know, Travis Scott, highest in the room because the lyrics are also about underdogs and people who were felt to be marginalized in some way. And then just that driving base. And I don't know, yeah, just like, no, they're combining both are it with such a beautiful jog. Yeah. Combining yeah. it with a beautiful jog. That's, I mean, I can just put Drake on right now and I'm a completely different, yes. like, let's fucking go. Where are we going? Let's go. Yes. I know. I was just like making these playlists for the class that I'm teaching this afternoon, like while I was working this morning. Um, and so I'm like, having one computer with the playlist like playing and I'm over here trying to like do some work and I'm like jamming out Five like eight. cannot pay any Wait, attention can you tell me tell me one song that's like on there I'm like so excited I like want to hear oh, this playlist okay so well okay the first one at 440 is a battle of the exes oh good one so we've got like Diplo, Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, Nick Jonas, here Big for Sean, it, here for Ariana. So we yes. got I Don't Fuck With You. Cause like, oh man, that's classic. what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly when someone, it. When someone pisses me off, like that's how I use the power of music. Like I yes. would put that on and be like, you know what? I don't need you in my life. <laughs> yes. Or play the um, non explicit version. Exactly. Yes. Uh, uh, like, EDM version of Green Light by Lord. Love that one. Like the so emotions, good. getting the yes. feels. Feels, yeah. That's not yeah. in the X's one, but that's in the other class. Yeah. Um, okay, and then just finish this last one. I'm almost always. I mean, staying like on moving. brand, listening to music. <laughs> yeah. Listening to music. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because it's right. true. 
it's it's true unless my daughter's watching like sesame street and even then sometimes i need a break but yeah <laughs> I, i'll just put on some music for her to listen to in the car we listen to music when i'm home i'm like you playlisting and doing something else and the headphones yeah. i'm cooking i'm cleaning um yeah always always with the music oh yeah and then i'll have yeah. like TikTok music stuck in my head and I'll be like walking around the house doing the dances like an idiot. Wait, are you a really good TikToker? No. Oh, I'm so bad. Like during quarantine, I very embarrassingly enough posted like a handful of dance videos. They weren't good. Um <laughs> and like How do you know they weren't good? The fans wanted them. I don't the my follower count says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I do try to post some like fitness stuff now just because like it is a good way to like get in front of more people but like I'm not getting in front of more people TikTok does not like me or my videos really missing the curve on that one I'm showing but my I also age there. like I am not like I'm 29 and I feel like I am too old to figure it out and I'm Damn, like then there's no hope for me if that's the case like, there's like exactly what you're saying before like we're busy, we're doing other things. So I have a hard time like actually creating something worth watching. Yeah, how do you feel, can, I know this is like your podcast, but I just no. wanna, have, how do you feel, especially starting with a new uh, studio about like content and creating content for people and using Instagram as your tool to get people in the class? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I find it fun. Yeah, it can be overwhelming. But like, I feel like the last year and a half, like during quarantine, because like, I wasn't working for a studio. Um, and like, I was doing everything by myself at home, right? I really right. had to like, actually use my Instagram more like methodically. Um, and so now I've been like, trying hard, like after class, I'll like, stalk people off the roster and like add them and like try to make connections and like yeah yeah try to show myself a little bit more which can be scary to do on the internet a little bit like yeah. it's vulnerable but trying yeah yeah no and i think it's just a great extension of the room especially once you start in a market and you develop a following it's so hard for me to talk to everyone after class yeah so i'm always like let's let's use instagram to connect later on and totally. you know then when i have yeah when i have a second i can be like what'd you like about class today or yeah thanks for bringing your friend you know it just totally. makes it easier but i don't know tiktok's not my thing that's no i don't it's... see that happening <laughs> It's scary and it's annoying. And I give credit to like the people that make like such These creative videos. videos. They're so fun to watch, but like I know they really I'm are. sure they take a lot of planning and time. Yeah. So I yeah. can appreciate the hustle. Yes, um, me too. The last thing, just yes. um any books, podcasts, anything that like you're currently loving have always kind of resonated with you, anything. Yeah, I mean, oh. I think that um, for all our fellow instructors listening, you know, you have to invest in your own education and yeah. development. And totally. that includes um, 
books because I'm always driving everywhere. Podcasts are my thing. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Can't really the find the time. Yeah. Or, you know, you can get great books on Audible as well. Yeah. Um, I really just love a myriad of things and I always save things as I go. Um, you know, your podcast has been amazing. Um, I really listen to as many now because of everything that happened with COVID. There's so many fitness and wellness, uh, hybrid type podcasts. So I yeah. love to listen to like CEOs of big, you know, fitness companies or health and wellness brands talk about sales and marketing because all of that applies to everything totally. you do day to day. Yeah. So that's really where, um, I would say my last piece of, um, my parting words for the fans <laughs> <laughs> are, you know, just really use what you can to nurture and develop your own talent. Unfortunately, yeah. owners out there may not have the resources, the time, or even the education right. to be able to uh, provide that 100%. for their instructors. They're just trying to survive. So yeah, especially um, right now, yeah, <laughs> especially right now. So if you have any questions about, I mean, I don't know. I could name like a million right now, but I literally, if anyone says the word, I listen to this podcast, I pull up my phone. I'm like, what, what is it? And I put it in and yes. I save it in my library <laughs> and I get to it. So it's just, there's no rhyme or reason. I'll listen to anything that I think I can uh, derive value from. And more mm -hmm. importantly, that then I can share with others using one of the platforms um, yeah. that I teach, because I think that that's where the the real juicy, juicy stuff is and yeah. the most rewarding stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's such a good way if you're feeling like, kind of like inspiration stuck, like, yes, writer's so block, much. but like inspiration block, sometimes hearing someone else's perspective can like spark something in you to then share with yeah. your class, which is great. And exactly. And it helps you relate to somebody else too. That totally. one thing that they might say, you're like, yes, I feel that. I feel yes. seen. Yes. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I would say that that's really something that, um, you know, I think can help anyone. It's just podcast. It's an easy thing to add to your drive uh, or anything that you're doing. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I won't argue that. Subscribe, guys. <laughs> Listen every Thursday. Um, so and hype yourself up. Where can everyone find you? Um, I would love to connect with anyone listening on Instagram. My handle is Costello, C-O-S-T-E-L-L-O underscore Maria underscore on Instagram. Um, I'm not really on Facebook, but I sort of am. So if that's your thing, just DM me and I'll find the link and send it to you. Yeah. We can connect on there. My Spotify has a lot of music on there, which I guess everything is. You. Yes, everything's on my Instagram on the uh, link tree. Um, yeah. I'm at Revolve Indoor Cycling and Hop Hog. Again, like the first privately owned boutique fitness studio in Suffolk County. So if you're listening, come That's ride amazing. with me. City Road Plainview, Lifetime Fitness, Syosset, Guard City, uh, F45 Huntington and soon to be Hop Hog and Hofstra University. So lots of chances to find me. Somewhere. You are just <laughs> have so much free time. Like you the must most. be so I'm bored. Gonna go, I'm going to take three naps right after this. <laughs> well, you do deserve like a poolside nap. You had a week. I am going to take one. So going to take one. You go get Thank that. You so much. Vitamin I'm D, soak it so up. Appreciative. Thank you so so much. Thank you so much for DMing me and making this happen. This is great. Yes. I'm this so is glad also we one thing that I wanted to talk about, but oh, totally let's ran go. Out of time. Fun. But just like, like shooting your shot, like you did with that, like cycling studio always with like no. messaging a stranger on yeah. Instagram, like yeah. shoot your shot or else the answer is no. 
Yeah. I mean, you have to try. Harding you have to try. <laughs> shoot your shot. Go shoot yeah. your shot. It's Friday. DM try. that guy that you think is cute on Instagram. Do it. Just go. It's funny <laughs> you say that. Somebody literally was like, oh my God, I took this guy's class and he's so cute. Like I want his number. And I was like, so just fucking go for it. Just like right. ask him. And they're like, I should have asked somebody else. I'm like, no, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> right. I'm just, I'm just gonna the tell worst you thing that could happen is you'll get enough, no. but then you know. Yeah. And you then you're not wasting your time. the hell on. Uh, yeah. You can find another hottie to DM. Yeah. Including um, me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Costello underscore Maria underscore. <laughs> Slide into those DMs, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Build with Brayback podcast. Stay connected on Instagram at Build with Brayback and our website, www.buildwithbrayback.com. Show a little love by rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends, and of course, subscribing so you don't ever miss an episode. Until next week, keep on building.